Wesley on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. So if you're Caleb Wesson and you want to be thought of that way and you want to be an NBA player, you have to know that NBA scouts are going to be watching that matchup with Luka Garza and you have to know that you have to win or play that matchup even for your team to have a chance to win the game. And Luka Garza just owned him. I mean, Caleb just got thoroughly outplayed last night in that matchup. It's not even right. close. Well, and I think it's been uh, the story of the season was a message of that that game last night. You don't know what you're getting with this team. We never do. Who's going to be a consistent scorer? There's nobody that you can count on every night. I mean, you can yeah. count on Luka Nobody Garza you can count on every night, but once in a while. It's like the Toby Keith country song, Spiels. Uh, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Luther Muhammad <laughs> yeah. on Sunday. Uh, getting it done for the Buckeyes. Season high 22 points. Uh, he's had his ups and downs with his three-point shooting yesterday. was up. Well, a couple things. First of all, the complete game that he played, not only on offense, yeah. but obviously he's has the luxury of missing shots because he's so good defensively that Coach Holtman's not going to take him out of there just because what he does on the defensive end. Yeah. And he's long and he plays with great effort. The most interesting part of that, and you we talked about Caleb Wesson, he looked interested yesterday. Yes, he did. He looked interested and he looked interested early. And he nope. was aggressive early. Nobody and, wants to get embarrassed two nights in a row. No, and so that that was a good – it was a great response. It's a great win for them. It was a great win to beat the number, what, four team? Seven, seven, seven. Seven team in the country and and pretty much never looking back. I mean, there was times where Maryland was getting close, but they the beautiful thing about it was Ohio State had an answer. And I learned a good coaching point that I can tell my daughter, mm-hmm. who's at Bowling Green now recovering from an ACL, but back uh, – training and shooting not back playing but uh getting closer that on jump shots it's uh with the legs and I heard Raftery talking about when he was talking to coach Holtman and Luther when he did have his three-point struggles wasn't using his legs on his jump shot and he certainly looked like it yesterday and and so that's a good reminder square up to the basket and use your legs and you're going to shoot the ball better that seems to be fundamentals and I'm always looking for coaching points in basketball and I got that one and I'm certainly going to share that with my daughter but uh it was an exciting game the atmosphere and the energy was there um the response by the team when Kyle Young turns his right ankle mm. uh, off an effort play of course it's an effort play and it's unfortunate for him that didn't look like something that was uh, going to be too too serious you know ankles are funny things certain people respond to them uh, quicker than than other people, but uh, uh, I loved everything about that game. Everything about it. I sat there and watched the whole thing, and everything about it, they were able to answer. The big, Their good players played well, and when you put that type of effort together, you can beat the number seven team in the country, and they did. Yeah, I think a couple of things, quiet games uh, as you watch it from uh, C.J. Walker and Andre Wesson, but they combined for 24. They each had 12. I think Dwayne Washington's <laughs> changed – kind of who he is in the middle of the year. He was a spot-up, catch-and-shoot guy beginning of the year. I was like, you got to be kidding me when they said they were going to make Dwayne Washington a point guard, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to go well. He made a tremendous – he's very good driving to the basket. Yeah. He made a tremendous play late in the half where he drove in there and scored left-handed over somebody. Yeah. Um, they made their free throws. You got to do that. There were 17 of 18 from the line in the second half. I wouldn't have counted on that. And you were right. They responded. It was a tie game when Kyle Young went out. Yeah. And then they bolted away, started the second half strong, got the lead, held on to it. So a lot of things to like about this one. 
Um, well, Dwayne Washington is really the the only one that consistently can go to the hole yeah, and create his, a, own create his own shot. I mean, yeah. Andre Wesson can a little bit. but mm, a little, CJ, once, CJ once in a while. Once can. in a while, those guys. But I'm talking about consistently. And the yeah. reason why is because Dwayne Washington, in my opinion, is such a he's a respected three-point shooter. So when you have that, yeah. two things to worry about as a defender, it certainly is, is to an advantage. But he can handle with both right and left equally, and he's got a nice little burst. And uh, I think he seems more comfortable at point guard. Than he does as a spot up guard to me. He does. I think he just likes having a ball in his hand, so he can go get a shot when he wants to. Which, I, but yeah. that, you need that guy. You need a guy on you a team a who's like not that. afraid to go shoot it, and he's not afraid to go shoot Good it. Good for him. Uh, Caleb Wesson, fifteen points, nine rebounds. He outplayed Jalen Smith of Maryland, which is not easy to do. Jalen Smith came into the game with nine consecutive double doubles. Yeah. A big reason why Maryland had won nine in a row, and he limited Jalen Smith to eight hey. points and seven rebounds. <laughs> well, who's a player for Ohio State that we used to have fun with? That every time he got the ball, he shot it. Every single time. It was about ten years ago, maybe. You have to. Think oh, of- Tony Stockman, probably. No, no, no. If I hear his name, I thought he was a left-hander. Uh, not. It wasn't. Oh shoot! If I hear his name, but okay. I remember every time he got the ball, we were doing it. We were working on a fan together the, the first go around. I'll we have working. to uh, check the the rosters. Yeah, Yo, you. I just got to know who that was okay. because every time he got it, it was going up, man. No matter what, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know who that would be. Uh, Justin Orange is that guy, but they need him to be that guy. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was that guy, but they needed him to be that guy. So, good win for them. They play uh, yeah. at uh, Nebraska on Thursday. They won't have Kyle Young. They're saying high ankle sprain. That scares me because that's typically a three- to four-week injury. I don't think I don't know if they can beat Michigan Sunday without Kyle Young. Yeah, I, 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 then My definition of a high ankle sprain is different than theirs. A high ankle sprain, from my definition and from the trainers and doctors that I worked with, over the years is when your ankle goes in mm-hmm. his ankle rolled out it did it looked didn't look to me like it was uh anything other than like but what most yeah. basketball players have suffered i've had those you land on the other guy's foot and your yep. foot goes out so and we'll, it hurt like crazy well we'll see we'll see how he responds and uh, they have excellent trainers over there and obviously they get the best yeah. medical attention uh, afforded to these guys and so hopefully his response and recovery uh, will be quick because they need him because he's a guy that every team needs and everybody wants. That's that guy. Two points of uh, semi-controversy or disagreement uh, in the game. First concerning Caleb Wesson, who uh, Mark Turgeon of Maryland did not uh, think was uh, within the framework of the rules yesterday on how physical he played. You'll hear Turgeon's comments, and then you'll hear Chris Holtman uh, right on the heels uh, of that. Well, I'll play Turgeon, and then I'll play a longer Holtman cut, and we'll uh, come back and talk about Turgeon first. He was allowed to be the bully offensively today. I just thought he would – I mean, it stuck a forearm right and sticks his chest twice. Like, it, I guess you're allowed to do that here in this building. So, he he was allowed to be the bully, and if he's allowed to be the bully, he's a heck of a player. Mark? Allowed to be the bully. What do I always say that what's the responsibility of a coach and a player – going into a game, recognize how it's the game called. is being called, yeah. then take advantage Correct. or pull back from how it's being called. And I, I do want to make another thing, some hidden things that Caleb Wesson did well, was able to clear out guys and use his body and screen as they went past um, past the defender or just clear out guys mm-hmm. or get in the way of guys. And I think uh, there were times where 
maybe he could have been called for that, but once he wasn't. And so those are like assists for me. That's right. It's the same thing as an assist. So, And he used his big body, and he was physical. And when he plays like that, um, I, he's he's very effective. But, of course, you have to have an advantageous officiating crew well, in a sense of that they're letting them play physical, that they're not calling ticky-tack stuff. Look, I'll say this for Mark Turgeon. He's a tremendous coach, and he does a tremendous job at Maryland. Jalen Smith is a much different kind of player than Caleb Wesson. And I dare say if Mark Turgeon had a Caleb Wesson, he'd play him in the low post and encourage him to bang. I actually think – now, I'm not, I don't mean it's a good thing Kyle Young got hurt. The only good thing about Kyle Young getting hurt was it forced Caleb Wesson to go down in the post because yeah. a lot of times when Kyle Young's out there – Caleb Wesson's out roaming around the three-point line, and I hate him out there. Yeah, You know, if he's on a pick-and-pop, great. But I want him in the low post because that's where he's really good as a college player. Yes, I get you want to prove to the NBA you can shoot threes. I don't care if you can shoot threes all the time as a college player. Right. We don't need that. We need you in the post. And Young being out put him in the post, and Turgeon would have him in the post and have him doing exactly what he's doing for Ohio State if he played for Maryland because Turgeon's a really good coach, and you put your players in right. position to be successful for themselves and for their team. And, uh, yeah, and the other thing was he, he was aggressive on the boards too. And we said we can't count on Caleb Wesson for, what, 16 or 15 and 10, I believe my quote was. 15 and, yeah, uh, you and, never and know. What do you have, 16 or 18 and, and 10? 15 and, and 15 10? and 9. 15 and 9. that's kind of like same thing. best yeah. case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> you can't count on him for 20 and 12. No. You can't. You can count on Jalen Smith for that, except Caleb Wesson played him really well. So, all right. So, Turgeon makes the comments about Caleb being a bully. And then Chris Holtman comes in. And uh, Rob Aller says, hey, you know, uh, Rob was doing his column on Caleb. And he said, you know, was it a good thing that uh, when Caleb is a bully and, uh, you know, he's been described as a bully – he didn't tell him who right away, and so Holtman was like, who says he's a bully? Uh, so then you'll hear the interchange here with uh, uh, Rob and I uh, letting Holtman know that it was Mark Turgeon, and then you'll hear Holtman's comments, which he's not all that wild about the description. He was described as being a bully? Turgeon. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, Mark said that? No, that's correct. You know, teach his own. Um, his opinion can be his opinion. I thought Caleb was, you know, physical and well within the rules um, and played hard and played tough and played physical. And, you know, listen, that, that, that kid's gotten pushed and shoved, and the number of times people have flopped uh, on him throughout this year, you know, he played well within the rules as he should have today. Kudos to him for that because that can be frustrating when teams are both playing physical. And I'm not saying this in particular to Maryland in reference to Maryland, but I just think in general teams play very physical with them, and then they also make it obvious uh, at times uh, for offensive fouls. Yes, I don't disagree with that. I think teams do play physical with him, and you can get away with more. Wilt Chamberlain famously said nobody likes Goliath. So they beat <laughs> – Caleb up, and when Caleb touches him, heard that. yeah, That's Will great. said nobody roots for Goliath, <laughs> and you know, so you touch Caleb, uh, you know, you can get away with it, and when Caleb touches you, whoa, away I go, flying across the arena. Also, nobody roots for like in Jack and the Beanstalk. Nobody roots, nobody for, roots for the giant. Nobody. Why? Why is everybody giant? 
everybody has a giant prejudiced. I don't know. Nobody rooted for Andre the Giant. Nobody. I mean, well, I don't know. He was wasn't he a good guy, Andre the Giant? Uh, Did he turn? Did he do a heel turn from bad to yeah, good, or yeah, good he, to bad? He's a heel most of his okay. career. I think he was. All right. Well, uh, yesterday, Anthony Cowan, as mentioned, their leading scorer struggled with Luther Muhammad covering. He got off only four shots. Only one went in. The one that went in with three fifty four to play. Uh, resulted in Anthony Cowan uh, hitting the uh, floor because Caleb Wesson hit him after the shot. There's no doubt Caleb Wesson contacted Anthony Cowan after the shot. Wasn't called. And I don't know if they saw it and thought, well, it's after the shot. It's not that big. It didn't affect the shot. So they just let it go. They were letting a lot of things go. Or if they missed it, I don't know. But Mark Turgeon uh, was not happy because Cowan, when he went down, was frustrated and he kicked the air, okay? Mm-hmm. It's fortunate he kicked the air and not Caleb Wesson in the head or he'd be sitting three games. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a game for kicking at the air. I don't uh, know the rules. If you kick air and you miss. Yeah, I don't know. So here's Mark Turgeon, who was pedaling quickly to try to keep Anthony Cowan from being suspended uh, from the next game that Maryland plays. Yeah, so here's what happened, okay? Anthony went and shot a layup. Somehow he ends up on the ground. So I don't think he ended up off by himself, right? So no call. We're a little frustrated. I know the angle they showed looks like Anthony's trying to kick Caleb. He's not trying to kick Caleb. He's looking right at the referee and saying, call the foul, and he was frustrated. Shouldn't have done it. He did it. Um, Referee said they had to call it because it looks like intent, kicking at the head. But Anthony's not kicking at him. I got to kick at a 7-foot, 250-pound guy. He He was looking right at the referee when he did it. So we can take all that out of the way that he was trying to kick the player because he wasn't. All right, he was frustrated because he got tackled on a layup and there wasn't a call. <laughs> I look, I have no problem with anything this guy is saying because he's sticking up he's for sticking his up for team his and he's sticking up for his players and he better have their back. And if it was on the other on the other foot, so to speak, Chris Holtman would be saying the exact same thing you got to defend your players and if in i remember chris holman he's sitting there talking about uh defending caleb wesson sending a message that all yeah. these guys keep flopping on caleb Correct. wesson because he wants wesson to play like that every single week or every single game yep so each guy's got his own agenda in mind and if i'm the opposing coach listening to this i don't i don't pay attention to what he's saying it doesn't matter what he says the Big Ten's going to look at this, and here's what I would say to Turgeon. Whether he knew Caleb Wesson was there or not, and I would submit that he did know, because if you look at the tape, he does lightly tap Caleb Wesson in the back with his foot and then kicks his foot. But let's say he didn't know Caleb Wesson was there. It doesn't matter if he knows Caleb Wesson's there if he kicks it and he hits him. Now, he didn't hit him, but I think a nationally televised CBS game and the Big Ten not wanting to encourage this kind of activity. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if they yeah. give Anthony Cowan a game. I that's a joke in my opinion. If they give him a game for that, but stupid. We'll see. I don't care. Man, we're not no. catching Maryland. You realize we're like a tenth in the Big 10. I know. <laughs> I mean, Michigan is two, 9 and 7. How did Michigan get to 9 and 7? And we play them Sunday. I don't know. But our net rating it's really good, so I don't know if we're going to be seated ahead of Rutgers, well, Michigan, mean, all these other teams in the NCAA tournament, not in the Big Ten tournament. That's the beauty of basketball. Yeah. You know, you have, like, two championships. And I yeah. 
you know, in football, you don't. You only have three in regular season, Big Ten tournament, and NCAA NCAA tournament. So, you have three shots. Uh, Make an import. Cardale Jones, third shot yesterday at an XFL game. He struggled. 13 of 26, 103 yards, four interceptions. Well, last week we're having making a couple million dollars as a backup this week. Uh, Be happy you're in the XFL. That's that's the ebbs and flows of being a professional athlete. Would a Columbus team in the XFL be popular, or would it be a one-week, one-season wonder? Is a Columbus team in the XFL sustainable? No. Didn't we try that? Ohio Glory? Well, we tried it with the Glory in Ohio Stadium. Here's the dynamic that's at play. Uh, We have Crew Stadium now, which we didn't have then. Crew Stadium... You've been to Crew Stadium, right? Sometime in your yeah. illustrious long Mopre life. Mopre Stadium. Mopre Stadium. Thank you. I'm sorry, Mopre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get to Chris Holtman's awkward sponsor moment in a moment. <laughs> but that would be a great place to watch a football be game, awesome. wouldn't it? They've had high school football games. They have, games yes. But now we're going to have something downtown, Edwards Development Stadium or Orthopedic One Stadium or whatever mm-hmm. it is downtown, and Crew Stadium's going to be sitting there. Now, I know they're going to refurbish it and turn it into something, but I would think they could still use it as a venue for high They should, high school football and all that. What if that became the home of the uh, Columbus Cobras XFL team? Columbus Commandos. Wasn't that the women's team? What was the women's team? The Columbus... Comets. Comets, Okay. Do you remember when Riccardotti returned? Do you remember when Mike Riccardotti returned a kickoff? Or was going to return a kickoff? Yes. Mike should talk about this on the fan. Mike was going to return. He made, like, you know, Mike-type comments about the comments <laughs> on the air, and the comments were like, okay, well, we'll bring it, big fella. And, and to be fair, I was... You weren't egging him on at all, were no, you? No, I, I wasn't. Far I, from you. I wasn't instigating or saying my own, probably, comments. I, look, football <laughs> Which just... now would be... I can only imagine that was probably what, like... Oh, I would have been fired. 12 years ago. I'd Whatever you and Mike or, said then. Yeah. I, would, yeah. <laughs> I just, I have feelings about women in football. That's just my feelings. Stop right there. Uh, okay. Well, it's so, a podcast. Okay. Who's going to fire stop me? Stop right you? there. All no. right. Uh, so anyway, uh, Mike <laughs> says he's, Mike takes the challenge. He's going to return the opening kickoff. At the arena game. Against the Comets in Nationwide Arena. Yeah. And I went because I wanted to see this, and something goofy happened where they didn't kick it in play. Couldn't kick it to him. They couldn't kick they it to him. They ran out of time. They ran out of time. There was something. Anyway, it like Mike's out there. He's in uniform. He's ready to go. He's taking the challenge. And they <laughs> never got the ball to him. It was a big – so Mike won that. I think. Mike took one for the team. He did. He did. Cross promotion. Uh, yeah, I – I need to stop. Yeah, you do. All right. So uh, why'd you uh, even bring it up? No, I just thought it was. I just remember Mike. Me... I remember Mike okay. in his uniform, and I'm just like, that right. was so funny. Like I can't believe he did that, but he did. Uh, he let would, me. Do he s- wouldn't do that now. I uh, guarantee. In protecting my interest, I uh, do think that there's a place in the coaching world for females, as yeah. we saw the young yeah. lady young for lady the San Francisco Forty Niners. I. Spent about uh, 45 minutes with the assistant D-line coach, uh, Lori, I forget, excuse me, Lori, I forgot her last name, but down in Tampa, 
and had a nice visit with her and her passion for football. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, here is uh, Luther Muhammad, uh, not Luther after the game, but here's Chris Holtman on Luther Muhammad. Luther made about 42% of his threes through the first nine games or so. Then he got to West Virginia, and like the rest of the Ohio State offense, he took like about a 10-game vacation. Uh, he has since, in his last five games now, uh, shot it at about 40%. So I thought, well, let's ask Chris Holtman about Luther Muhammad and his three-point shooting. And here is Chris Holtman lauding Luther, uh, but probably getting himself into a little bit of a tight spot with one of the Buckeyes' official sponsors. I just think he's playing with a lot of confidence. I told him out there, we had, we had lunch a couple weeks ago, and uh, uh, I realized uh, he's the only player on our team that doesn't like BW3, or excuse me, doesn't like wings. Um, when we went out to lunch, um, uh, careful, <laughs> careful. Huh? Yeah, careful. not 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 everybody loves BW3. Is great. Was that sponsorship? <laughs> we start over. They don't take down their sign. Yeah. No, no. I love BW3. <laughs> All right, I love it. And I had a series of lunch meetings. I'm just saying he doesn't particularly love wings in general, which. Um, but I love wings. And so we had a series of lunch meetings, and I remember saying to him, hey, there's going to be a game, Lou, where you're going to um, make a few threes. And, and at this point, it was, you know, you guys kept bringing stats. What are you going to do with Luther? He's one for 30 in his last shot, you know, last four games. And I, I, I just said that. And it was after a frustrating game uh, where I don't think he scored maybe at all. And I just said, hey, you're going to have a game if you keep working and stick with the process. You're going to have a game where you're the difference and your shot making is the difference. That's annoying. Um, it is. Who's uh, coughing it, you? It, it, no. It's a credit to that kid that he just has stuck with the process. I don't know who that was. Somebody was coughing. Um, I've been here in at that the Spielman, situation, actually. Here at the Spielman and Hooley podcast, we would like our, our friends at Buffalo Wild Wings to know that if – you want to pull out of a sponsorship where maybe one of your headline endorsers <laughs> said something that your corporate people find objectionable. Uh, we have plenty of room for you on our sponsorship roster, and we do love Buffalo Wild Wings, including the uh, special buy one, get one free boneless wing day. You know, and it's the, uh, burger with the cheese curds is a personal favorite. It's of mine. amazing how many people have ears. On that to listen, I my first game with Fox, I happened to mention ESPN uh, out of <laughs> stupidity. Don't mention them; they don't exist. Uh, and I also and right away, I mean, right in my ear immediately, yeah. got a call. Can't say that. Then one time when they have the Microsoft tablets, I called a tablet an iPad. Oh boy! Ring ring! I mean, in my ears, I'm making a point. Don't say wow. that again. Well, here you see, we have uh, Twitter up, and here's Holtman. And you see, what's behind Holtman? A backdrop with, mm -hmm. what, James, James Cancer yeah. Hospital, all over it. And every time Chris Holtman speaks, or Ryan Day speaks, uh, I call him the keeper of the flask. I picture this as like a Bud Light commercial. Mm -hmm. Here's to you, keeper of the flask. You get the stainless steel James Cancer Hospital flask. Delivered to the podium. It's like this person comes out like they're carrying the Stanley Cup with white gloves. They come out every single time. The players are up there. Muhammad and Caleb, no flask. Here comes Chris Holtman. Here comes the flask. Spiels is holding up his Diet Coke, which I purchased. So Diet Coke, if you would like for 
Spiels is a big Diet Coke guy. I, I cannot do yeah. this podcast without my daily dose of Diet Coke. No, you you too can do a podcast for free and actually lose money if you drink a daily Diet Coke. By the way, we've had people email and say, why don't you open up a thing on Patreon where we can, you know, buy you guys a cup of coffee or buy Spiels a Diet Coke. So we are in process of doing that. Buy Spiels a tank of gas to come out here to the hinterlands basement studio. I don't want to take for no, 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 I no. think I'll be okay. Be I think I'll be all right. Um, One of the 10,000 jobs I have, yes. I think I'm going to be well, fine. People wanna, Doug Lamarie said to me yesterday, he goes, people want to contribute. Let them contribute. So we'll see. But anyway, yeah, the keeper of the flask. They bring the flask out. So if you White think clubs. if you think the sponsorships aren't important, they got it all over the backdrop. James Cancer Hospital's like, no, but if we have it on the flask, yeah. then people will really notice. I'm all about it, man. Yeah, okay. So that's uh, that's the deal with all that. All right, uh, this week uh, coming up, we got a game Thursday night. Uh, we are in a part of the year where we're probably going to transition into stuff other than sports because we're not going to talk minutia stuff just to fill up 25 minutes with sports talk. If we got something good to talk about, like Buckeye, well, Buckeye spring football, what yeah. plenty of that. Uh, but I'm saying, you know, as we get into some weeks where there's just not a lot going on, we're, we're going to be fine through the draft because we got a lot of stuff to talk about with the draft and you Absolutely. bring great perspective on the NFL and we'll have the NCAA tournament and we'll be talking about the big sports stories of the day. Uh, but there may be weeks where, you know, we get into the faith portion in the 15 minute mark, 25 minute mark. Things like that. I would like to encourage everybody to review the podcast at uh, iTunes because uh, we haven't had a fresh review in the last uh, week. And those help us because, A, it just gives us another way to interact with you. Uh, otherwise, we're reading emails, and the emails are always welcome, and we read those cold. We don't know what you say on the email, so you know, keep it clean so I don't want to say anything on the podcast that I wouldn't uh, say in my normal life. So here is one from BGW. Uh, he says... SpielmanHooleyPodcast.gmail.com. I wanted to comment on the faith lesson at the end. Love it. I'm very glad you guys do that. Your podcast combines my passions of following Jesus in sports with the importance of following Jesus first and foremost. I pray your podcast will grow and continue to reach many others. You both are using your gifts to advance the kingdom of God. You are also giving good sports content, and I don't have to worry about something crude being said. Yes. Uh, once I was part of a ministry that was wanting to grow. I read this parable out of the Bible as it was my turn to do devotions. Uh, it's Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Uh, and I don't know exactly what that is off the top of my head, but we'll look it up here in a moment. Uh, BGW's point, he says, is I wanted to make, keep working hard, doing all that you can do, but be patient and content and leave the rest of the Lord. Allow him to grow you as fast as he wants you to grow. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, that's good advice. That's kind of what I think, too, you know, that yeah. uh, we're doing this for reasons beyond. Um, I remind myself of that every Cash. day as I'm on Rings Raceway, yes. apparently. Yeah, how uh, how was it out there on the Speedway today? Uh, wasn't bad. I only got passed once. You get passed on <laughs> Rings? Or yes. Get, okay, just so you don't get passed on the other road, because that would be... Uh, no, that's that's That death. would not... Yeah, that's like a one-lane road that, you know, when you get I, in a, down to that little bridge... Um, I'm just... Yeah, <laughs> one-lane bridge, yes. Cover yeah, bridge, yes. One-lane bridge, yes. Uh, this is the parable of the uh, guy who entrusted his servants with uh, certain amounts of wealth. Mm -hmm. And um, one invested it, returned the same amount of wealth, you know, 10 bags of gold, another guy five bags, another guy one bag. And the guy with the one bag was lazy and afraid of his master, and so he buried it. 
and he didn't even get interest on it. And the master was saying, oh, look, at least give, get interest. Like, in other words, yeah. don't just be lazy. So we're just The message of that, I believe, is keep doing what we're doing and uh, diligently pursuing um, our goals, which are to strengthen people and entertain people and all that, and uh, good things will happen. Uh, this is from Mark. He says, a few weeks ago, Chris spoke about getting run over by Kevin Mack in a game. Due to poor footwork and poor technique, I yeah, reached it was out. Awful. So, is this this is guy you work with at Fox? I work with him in uh, preseason uh, on Lions preseason games. He's uh, the director. <laughs> yeah, this is okay, great. Here Thanks. We, here we go. Okay. Thanks a lot. I appreciate he it. He says I reached out to Brian Bender at the Lions, right. who Chris knows, but he didn't have the play this past weekend while watching a Bernie Kosar sit down. They were talking about the good Browns teams Bernie was on, some of the players, i.e. Kevin Mack. Sure enough, I see the play. Oh, boy. It's attached. Sorry, Spiels. <laughs> Silverdome, December 13th, 1992. Quality not great. Hopefully you can download it. Otherwise, click on the YouTube link below. Go to the 4117 mark. Nobody cares. Ah, this is awesome. I'm going to put this on Facebook and Instagram. Why? Yes, cause. Why? Uh, Why do you want to see me humiliated? I don't want to see you. You don't trust me that I got my rear end handed to me? People will find it humorous. No, they won't. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Regarding. Okay, if we're going down that route. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I played the trombone in high school. I'm going to get in front of it. (laughs) How about that? The one time I told you something, you go, oh, I can't wait to put that on the air. I said, don't ever say that on the air. And that day you put it on the air. I never said that. Yes, you did. (laughs) Okay, so Ice's email continues. Regarding the Faith segment of the show, while I would enjoy listening to Just Faith as a podcast, as one emailer suggested, how about taking all your Faith segments and editing them together as our segments for those who'd like to listen to that portion of the podcast? It's a great idea. Next thing could be for Wednesday's show. While church this weekend visiting my mom in suburban Cleveland, her priest spoke to us about upcoming Lent. He said in his sermon, instead of giving up a material thing for Lent, he encouraged us to become in contact with God. Contact God. In fact, try to have five minutes in your day during Lent to contact or talk to God. One suggestion, read Scripture, understand what you read. Five minutes, that's it. Let me know what you think. All great ideas except sending a clip of me getting run over. Great idea on the clip. Thank you, Ice. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I love the idea. That. I've actually encouraged... Uh, my children during Lent to uh, sacrificially give, not give up like chocolate or Coke. I guess for some people that would be sacrificially giving. I, I don't know. Do you practice Lent? Or Yeah, I yeah. try to. Yeah. You know, I've, I've given up pizza. I've given up. Mm-hmm. No, then I try to give I, up, you know, I, other things that are more I like the idea of five minutes a day. And, of mm-hmm. course, uh, I, I'm an extremist, so I have committed to at least one mile a day of – Prayer and time with God. One mile? You while you're while, while I walking? walk around the house okay. for one mile. Which is nice. Like if somebody walk into my house in, in like five thirty in the morning and they see me walking around the house, but it, it's in prayer. So I've done that. I just started doing that two weeks ago. So I uh, have my time and in I'll the morning. Carry that through Lent. And I, I hopefully love my continue time that in early, but I do it. While I'm moving. Yeah. So. That's just your personality. Yeah. Mine, I like sitting in a chair and, you know, sit down, I quiet myself, and I I acknowledge, I say, Lord, you know, I know that right now I'm sitting down, your word has the power to change my life right in this moment. So I just pray you give me something that impacts me today that 
I can use to be a stronger servant of yours and that I can use to strengthen others. Some days he does and some yeah. days he doesn't. Um, what it what, what it does for me is it puts people in my head that I need to that are struggling or or doing something or something's coming up and mm-hmm. so I'm able to pray for people. I think right. that's probably what I do in the morning more than mm-hmm. self-help myself yeah. biblically or spiritually. And and I am self-helping myself <laughs> by praying for people, but it seems to like when I get started I just have all these people that I know have something coming up. You've popped up numerous times. I'm sure I have. I try to go shake my head. And <laughs> you got to get up at 4.30. Spend the first hour well, on I, me. I, I do. I said, Bruce, I, I'm having this conversation with you. My Bruce, you're in my head, and you're you're taking up other people's Sorry. prayer time. <laughs> get out of my head. You're dude. really, that's too much. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's interesting when I first started rededicating myself to this, it was, uh, you know, it had a certain linear quality to it. It was read Proverbs and read something in the old Testament, then read something in the new, a book in the new Testament. It's like and the I, Catholic church. I stuck at that for, you know, about a year. And then I would, I would do that. Then I would pray mm-hmm. and spend like another half hour in prayer or something. And then now it's morphed into, I sit down, I'm quiet. I have a little talk with God about me and what's going on that I need know I need to work on and be aware. And then I, then I begin to think of other people and start to pray for them, and then I read the Scripture. So, you know, it moves it around, and uh, and then I'll journal at times. Um, so this morning— Ooh, this is exciting because I do enjoy your writing, and I'm not being facetious or sarcastic whatsoever. I enjoy your writing, so I'm looking forward to hearing this. Well, my heart was very heavy yesterday morning, Sunday morning. Uh, my wife um, and daughters were away. They were out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's engaged in a, I'll call it a ministry. Uh, other people would have a different name for it. She's doing something that's pretty common. I'm trying to not be real specific because I just don't, I just have my reasons. But in the midst of this uh Everything she does is a ministry. She interacts with people. And she was interacting in this situation. She has influence over 10 young girls. Um, so it's been going pretty well, except there's some discord with a couple of the parents involved. And so Saturday night, they had a kind of a clear the air meeting. And it was, uh, we were hoping for a resolution on some things, and we didn't get the resolution. It just sort of was a clear the air meeting. So my heart was really heavy Sunday. I had to come home. I had to cover the basketball game. I wanted to be with my wife, support her, but I couldn't be. So I did what I could do, which is I was praying for her, and I enlisted people in our Sunday school class at Northwest Chapel to pray for her. And what I prayed was not a resolution of the issue. I just prayed that yesterday my wife, while she was around uh, these young women and their parents, that the peace of God would overwhelm her and that she would be able to be who she really is. And if you don't know my wife, she is, I would describe her as a very outwardly cheerful, effervescent, always smiling person. I would add confident, too. Yes, thank you. That's, that's very true. Um, and I just prayed that she would be that, because I felt like that was the most eloquent way she could reflect the peace of Christ, that there had been this meeting where people had said some things that clearly hurt her feelings, um, and she was trying, she's trying her best to do really well for these young women. And I just wanted her to be able to reflect 
that when you have Christ in your life, you have a, an inner strength that comes from him that delivers you from situations that otherwise might cause people to not just have a bad day, but act like they're having a bad day. So that was my prayer, that she could reflect the peace okay. of Christ and be who she really is. And I raised this prayer in Sunday school for people who are very close to us. So last night I got home from the game, and I went in and I, uh, my wife was uh, uh, in our master bedroom, and I went in and I talked to her, and she said, uh, today, she said, I really struggled Saturday night. I couldn't sleep. I was, was not at rest. Mm-hmm. She said, I woke up Sunday, and it was gone. Now, she didn't wake up until about 10 because they had had a big party the night before and they didn't have to play until about 2.20, maybe 9.30. Life of luxury, Sherry. (laughs) She's in a hotel Okay, rough life. Bruce is gone. So, but she said to me, she said, it was gone. She said it was gone. And she said, I was able to just see the girls, love the girls, not hear those things in my head that were said Saturday that hurt. Mm -hmm. And I just... um, I wrote down today, um, as I was reading through the book of First Peter, mm-hmm. um, I wrote down, thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you respond to our emergency call for your hand to touch one remarkable godly woman's ministry to 10 little girls. You are mm-hmm. a God who cares about everything in our lives, particularly those things that have to do with serving you. Uh, and several verses from First Peter came to my mind. Uh, it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men, rid yourselves of all <laughs> malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. And um, the example that Jesus left us, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. He entrusted himself to him who judges justly. That's First Peter 2.23. And I concluded, God cares. He has provided cover for our every crisis. His promises are never empty or insufficient to sustain us to sustain us through any trial. So those of us that are in committed relationships, uh, family, friends, that deeply affect us, and that there's a genuine um love i mean deep love i mean we have a, acquaintances but there's a genuine deep love there's nothing that is more painful mm. for you or me i think for i'll, I'll speak for me mm-hmm. for me than when i see somebody in despair or that's struggling with something because as men what are we fixers right yeah. get better get better are you feeling any better i mean i, I remember going through that with uh my kids and you know i didn't let them have time to process things because it hurts me too much so you know i i think for us for you to go right to prayer instead of automatically trying to make her feel better you ask god to make her feel better then use god almost as a teammate obviously you're going to do that but you ask god to intercede in this situation immediately and prayer was answered, which is really cool and good for her. Uh, but I'm just, I guess the example that I get from, from your experience is, yes, there's nothing too small for God to take. I mean, you know, nothing. And he wants to be every part of your life. And he has that, obviously, the ability to be a part 
of your life in every single way. So that's really cool that you were able to share that and, again, able to witness that you're not afraid to ask for prayer. I happen to know what the situation is you're talking about, and, you know, you're trying to do the right thing all the time, but you're not going to please people uh, and how you're doing it. But um, for her to have that peace and understanding uh, that transcends because you called on God to give that to her, knowing your wife and caring enough about her to lift her up. Mm-hmm. So kind of going to the thing, I don't know why all of a sudden in the morning when I start doing my thing that all these people pop into my brain of whatever situation they're going through. A lot of it's employment, some of it's health, mm-hmm. some of it's just normal struggles that I know they need to be lifted up. Some of it's praise for those. Amen. You know, I don't I don't want us to ever forget about the praise part of it, about if something's going good for yourself or somebody else. Uh, thank God for that. Sometimes we need to thank God for what didn't happen that right. we think should have happened. It didn't right. happen. And you have to look back on that. So that was really cool. I mean, that's really cool. And it's encouraging for for you. It's encouraging for me. And hopefully it's encouraging for our listeners. Um one of the things I'm doing is uh, offering unsolicited advice to younger men. Um, there was a young man that came over to my house, and I have a relationship with this guy, not a uh, uh, in-depth relationship. It was a work-related thing that turned into, so how are you doing? How can I help you? He's you a asked him that? Yeah. Okay. He's a spiritual guy and has a faith, and I asked him about that. I asked him about his wife and his family and and all of a sudden, I just started to offer my opinion on what it means to be a father. And, and if you have girls, this is how you approach it. If you have sons, this is how you approach it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt compelled to say, I'm giving you some information here. This is what I learned that's worked for me. It might not work for you, but just, just take it. But I, I just felt compelled. Well... Then I got to thinking, okay, well, Ice had a pretty good suggestion, and we talked about this. So I actually spent the weekend working on something, some things I heard in church yesterday, and it's all based off of Scripture that I read on Friday. Then I heard a message in church the other day, and it kind of tied together. So I thought, okay, well, that's a message uh, for me to talk about on Monday. Mm-hmm. And the Scripture is Second Timothy uh, chapter 3, verses 2 f- through 5. So anybody can pause your podcast button there, and if you want to follow along, if not, I'll read it to you. For people will be lovers of self. We are. Uh, instinctively, we're lovers of self. We're lovers of money. We're proud. We're arrogant. We're abusive. We're disobedient to our parents. We're ungrateful. We're unholy. We're heartless. We're unappeasable. We're slanderous. Without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying power. That's really incriminating. It's convicting because I'm looking at that and say, okay, when in my life have I been? Have I been a lover of self? Yes. Have I been a lover of money? Yes. Have I been proud? Absolutely. Have I been arrogant? Absolutely. Have I been abusive? Ah, yes. Not physically, but... 
Uh, have I been disobedient? Yes. Ungrateful? Yes. Unholy? Yes. Heartless? Yes. Unappeasable? Yes. Slanderous? Yes. Without self-control? Yes. Brutal? Yes. Not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit. I've been all of those. Yeah, me too. Guilty. Uh, and so there's an acknowledgement, yeah, that immediately say, well, I'm not any of those, right? There's a defense mechanism. But when you t- honestly take a look at yourself, that's what we are. And that's who we are. Now, the good news is that we don't have to be that way if you put yourself second and God first. Because when God becomes first, then we start reframing. And I heard this in church. And it goes about reframing our thought process on how we approach things. Because we're always going to be in conflict with sin. We're always at war. Whether you want to admit it or not, you're always going to be at war. And I like you, believe in spiritual warfare, that there's always going to be an attack. And I, I had this conversation with my kids. I said, think about this. And, and people that are new to the faith, I said, think about this. Do you think that Satan prowls around and looking for the people that uh, slander God or hate God or act against God all the time? Is he gonna, he's not going to waste time on Why those. would he? Yeah, Who's he coming him. after? He's already got him. He's coming after you. And you have to be aware of this. And it's in, and so, you know, how does Satan do it? People have this misconception of Satan that um, he is the, the cartoon character or like Hellboy in the movies or, you know, he's got horns and, you know. Satan is a beautiful angel, so he imitates and he, deceit. he deceives. Well, how does he deceive? Well, he deceives through media. He uses everything. He'll use Disney yep. to go against God's teaching. He'll use every part of our life to go against God's teaching. Um, he, Satan is disguised as an angel of light. So I just want you to constantly... Be aware of this, you know. We all we all have sinned. We have chosen, and in our lives, we have chosen willfully yep. to sin. I mean, I know, and I don't like saying all this stuff, but it's true. I mean, I've made choices to, to, to willfully sin, and it's sad, you know. So I talked about in the, in the, uh, I talked about yesterday about reframing arguments, right? Mm-hmm. Reframing, and you have to. So the discipline of reframing, so to rethink or reset something, thank God for what didn't happen. Because there are many things that, you know, I wish I would have had or opportunities I would have had, and thank God they didn't happen. Yeah. And, and for one would be me going into coaching, mm-hmm. which, I, I, which I thought that's all I wanted. And it didn't happen, and I'm grateful that it didn't happen because of who I was going to be. We have to learn to set God's plan for us, recognize God's plans before we put our plan into action. That's right. And and so be aware of all the wickedness. Be aware of the deceit in front of you and recognize it. And because, um, you know, God will use anything to, and, and Satan will use anything, and Satan will attack our children if you let him. 
Well, you can't stop him. I mean, God is the only one yeah. who can put up a stop sign. But uh, you can be aware. You can be aware. I mean, yeah. you're, you know, that, that thing in their pocket, that 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 device they're bringing home, man. That's, yeah. And the other the other thing uh, I heard in church yesterday was this, that, and we don't do this ever, man. I, I mean, I don't do it enough. I, I do it more now because of the actually watching the actions of others. Uh, there was a situation with my wife this weekend where she said something to somebody that was so unselfish and so loving and so thoughtful that I never would have thought that, mm -hmm. right? So it was look for the goodness in every situation. Mm -hmm. And I watched Stephanie's battle with cancer for 12 years, and I saw the goodness in her situation that she brought out every single day. So I've had great examples in my life. So I'm actually have gotten so much better, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situation, there's got to be some goodness even if it's a little glimmer of goodness in that situation look for it and recognize it um store and trust what god's word is to you store and trust it and apply it and the last thing that i thought was really profound and god's word doesn't change god's word changes us Amen and so that. we can't change God's word. If we believe in as um, men of faith, we believe that I, well, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think this is the case that all scriptures is, it says all God scripture breathed. is God breathed. So that's God's word. That's it. Useful for teaching and that's preaching the, that's and rebuking. The, and, and, and to hold up. Absolutely. Um, yep. Hold up to the truth. And so that's not changing. Mm -mm. And, and we can't. Go in and move words around, mm -hmm. which is, you know, we all, I'm guilty of doing that. I don't know if you've ever done that. I've done that in my past where I try to make it fit my narrative or how it fits my life. And you know what? I'll take this one, this one, this one, and this one. Mm, uh, that yeah. one, that, I'm not going to pay attention to that one. Yeah, that just, yeah I'll get the weight out. Uh, that doesn't really apply to me now, does it? But uh, I can promise you this, that it, it will change you. Yes, it if, will. But it, it, it has to be read. It has to be thought about. It has to be prayed about. Then it must be acted on. And uh, just let it guide you. And it, it will happen. And, and it's the craziest thing. People say, well, explain it to me. I can't. No, you have to. Exp and you will. This is the beautiful thing about it is, is that God doesn't. He says in Scripture, you know, I, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens, so he's waiting for you to open the door. I've said before, God's a gentleman. Jesus is a gentleman, but he doesn't refuse anyone who opens the door. Now, you no know, matter you your get, past, that's you, that's right, that's right. Uh, you know, you were talking the other day uh, about, and we we laughed about. You know, you wake up at night and you think about plays you didn't make. And I asked you, I said, do you think about plays you did make? And you said, no, I think about plays I didn't make. And that is very human. We remember oh, in man. great intricate detail all our failures. The beautiful part of it is, and I, I think this is God's greatest miracle. You know, you, and this is that's saying something. This is miracles are raising people from the dead, uh, 
turning water into wine. <laughs> well, and it's I have great. the I have the extra luxury, Bruce, of people sending me clips from 1992. Yes, you do. Of yes, you do. Failing. Missing tackles. <laughs> they don't send me bad leads, I read. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, I'll be there to remind you. Don't worry. But yeah. of all the great miracles performed, the greatest miracle is that when God looks at us, he sees us perfect. When we've accepted, when we've accepted Jesus as our Savior and we're forgiven, he then sees us as perfect. We remember the mistakes, the times we snapped back at people, the times we were selfish, the times we did this, that, and the other, reacted in a sinful way, disobeyed. We remember all that. We're, we know, cognitively, I know I'm forgiven. I know. Mm-hmm. But it's all still in my memory bank, that, and I fight that. And I don't see myself like God sees me. I try to, but there's a vestige of an awareness of a very keen awareness of my shortcomings, but not to him. Yeah. That's the miracle to me that he sees me like I am washed clean by Christ's sacrifice. I, I, you know what? I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to mention that today is that when I go over all those things, all that, that whole chapter I read about yeah. deceit and self-loving, self-absorbing, uh, abusive, nasty, dirty, but... We need to remember all the good things that we do, and it's okay. And understand that it's for God; it's not for you. And it's and it, it feels good to serve. I remember when people were helping me out in a situation, and they or they offered to help, and I told them, "No, I don't want you to help. I can do it." Mm-hmm. And I thought I was doing them a favor. Then I was convicted and understand and understood that I did them a disservice by not allowing me not allowing them to serve me. And by serving me, uh, they were serving God. It was giving them a chance to serve God by serving me. Yeah. Not not that I'm God, but you know what I mean. No, but they, they were, were following doing an through. act of love toward me and I denied them the blessing. The ability yeah. For them to show love to me, which would have made them feel better. Correct. Not not feeling better, oh, look at me, what I did, but feeling better by uh, pleasing God. Right. Yeah. That's that's a learned thing. Uh, it, it is a learned thing. And, and guys like you and I who are ego-driven and proud guys, not in a bad way, just that we don't, we're just natural guys that want to take care of everything and yeah. be fixers. And so I've gotten better at that. So I want I also want to say, yeah, I'm good at that now. You want to help me and serve me here? Please yeah, do. I'm in this situation over the past year, many friends of mine have bought me lunch. It's just not in our budget right now for me to go out to lunch like I used to. Is that your awkward way of asking me to take No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But here's the thing. It was it is so hard for me to let Yes, Those guys pick up awful. the check. Yes. And I'm, you know, like, I used to go to breakfast. I still go to breakfast with a group of guys. I don't eat anymore. I get, like, a cup of tea. You know, because I don't want to, like, I get water. I don't get salt. Now, but I've learned, like, Bruce, you need to let them do it because I believe someday God will bless me again financially and I'll be able to take yeah. them to lunch. Now, I wouldn't let them buy me a car. I wouldn't. I'd be like, no, <laughs> there's a limit here, boys. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, it doesn't. It's like 
Don't I, deny him. I need a lesson in humility, and I these are good men. And I've been so blessed in the last year to get to know so many great, good men that I didn't yeah. know before. Uh, you know, my schedule's changed. Now I have more opportunity to meet uh, some really, really good guys. And so, yeah, you do have to let other people serve you because guess what? Their desire to serve you often is planted in their heart by right. the Holy Spirit. That's right. So if you say, no, no, I got it. Well, you're getting in the way of yeah. God's blessing. Yeah. They're first. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. So I just. Um, wow. This weekend was just like really cool that. Um, and I don't mean to insinuate that all you need to do is pray and you'll get an immediate answer. But in the case of my wife and I'm just grateful that God. Yeah. As, as, as awesome, as omnipotent, as omniscient as he is, he cares about one woman's ministry to 10 little girls to just yeah. jump on it right away and say, okay, you guys are raising this up in prayer and I'm going to, I'm going to act today. Yeah. And it just reflects again. He Be- just cares for us so much. Yeah. And it's, it's according to God's will. Yeah. Hey, uh, go ahead and hit that. I'll, I'll, I'll close with this okay. uh, little, hopefully note of encouragement for you and for everybody out there. Uh, I know you know this, but I want to encourage everybody out there. You can't control what happens to you, and you can't always control how you feel, but you can control how you see it. And look for the good. Always look for the good because it's there. Because God is always there, and God is love, and God is good. Even in the most difficult trying times, there is some good somewhere. Find it and see it try to focus it on that yeah a friend of mine says life's lived forward and understood in reverse a lot of bad things happen and we don't mean to minimize that there are some really terrible things that happen a lot of times the good is well down the road but uh, we would encourage you to stay faithful and stay connected to god because the alternative is terrifying to me for sure hope you have a great day we'll talk to you again on wednesday email the show spielmanhooley podcast at gmail.com and review us on itunes